uh, I think the biggest challenge I've faced for myself is that um, that you know that critical kind of self-evaluative kind of not being too hard on yourself, letting the word of God do what it's going to do, yeah. not looking for instant results, yeah. um, not looking, yeah, expecting that God's going to use it. Yes. And I think you, there is that kind of balance, isn't it, between expecting God to do what he's going to do in his word because he's promised he's going to do it yeah. and, and recognizing that change is normally slow. Hi, welcome to the Expositors Collective Podcast, episode 73. I'm your host, Mike Neglia. Now, for this episode, it's a conversation from back in May that I had with Pastor Simon Lawrenson from Calvary Southampton in the beautiful south of England. Uh, he is a great guy with a great heart of encouragement, a love for the Lord, and a love for his word, and a love for his people. So in this chat, we talk about city rivalries, precious promises, self-criticism, bivocational ministry, and what to do when you lose your notes on a Sunday morning. So I know that you're going to enjoy it and make sure that you keep listening at the end for some exciting news. Um, I hope that this episode and all that we do at the Expositors Collective helps you in your personal study and your public proclamation of God's Word. Don't get confused with Portsmouth. All right. Hey, this is uh, Simon Lawrenson from Portsmouth. No. Yeah, so, nice. so Simon, why don't you introduce yourself and say exactly where you are from? All right, so I'm uh, the city along the coast from Portsmouth in Southampton. Okay. I've uh, been there for coming up to 17 years. Wow. Um, so actually went out from a church from Portsmouth. Did so you? Okay. it's connected, and I grew up in Portsmouth. Okay. So there's some truth to the fact that I'm from Portsmouth. Yes. So um, that works, yeah. But not presently. Not presently. Okay. Presently living in Southampton. Okay. Wonderful. I'm loving it. Yeah. 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 Um, and so you said you've been there for s almost 17 years. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And did you go there with the intention of planting the yeah. church? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So we, we were involved with the Calvary Chapel in Portsmouth. Okay. And we were doing some big kind of uh, Bible teaching ministry weekends, week-long kind of Bible teaching stuff. Yeah. And people were coming from all over Europe. And um, we would get frequent requests. We want a, a, a Bible teaching, expository Bible teaching, verse by verse kind of church. Yes. Not necessarily Calvary Chapel, but like that kind of ministry. Yes. In our, in our towns, in our cities. And so um, during that process, the Lord was kind of calling us to step out, go out, do something, not too sure where. Okay. And then we would just make these connections. And so we made a connection with a couple of families who lived in Southampton. Yeah. Um, although in in all honesty, the places that we were praying against going, if we can pray <laughs> against, was Southampton just because of the rivalry between the two cities. Okay. Um, okay. And so uh, the Lord has really worked on our hearts um, over the years. Kind of like an Israel-Nineveh type rivalry yeah, or kind of, you know, Judah-Israel? You know, if you, if, you, if, you can, if you can avoid the city during football season, if any, any time Portsmouth are playing Southampton, it is um, chaos. Is it? Yeah, okay. really dangerous. Well, there's a bit of rivalry between the city of Cork, where I live, and everywhere else in Ireland. <laughs> so, that's the, so yeah, it's not one city specifically that we're right. in rival. It's just all of it. Um, hey, so, so when you started the church, 
um, you were teaching, preaching. Yep. Was that the first time you ever taught or preached? No. So um, I um, the first Sunday, the first Sunday morning I ever preached. Yeah. Was Second um, Peter chapter one. Yes. And it was horrible. Yeah. Two Peter is a complex book. <laughs> yeah. Did you why? pick it or were you assigned I know, it? No, I picked it. Did you? Why? Because um, there's a verse in there that I think just, it caught me. It, yeah. Where he talks about uh, very great and precious promises. Okay. okay. And, um, you know, he talks about uh, putting on faith and faith virtue. And, and, yeah, and but it was list, the, yeah. yeah. But it was that first bit, the v- very great precious promises. Okay. That really caught my kind of attention. Okay. And then, you know, <laughs> I'd almost committed to it. Well, I had committed to it. Yes. And then I couldn't go back. And so I had to preach it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and fortunately, um, my pastor was away. Um, and uh, so I preached it. And, um, you know, no one ended up leaving the church. Okay. I didn't get stoned. Yes. <laughs> and um, I'm hoping that people forgot it quite quickly. Sure, sure. Uh, so, yeah. That was... So that wasn't part of a series or anything. You just, as a once-off. Literally, my pastor was away for the week. Oh, I see. Okay. And uh, for okay. a weekend. And he said, uh, can you step in? Yes. And um, I was a little bit anxious. I'd been teaching uh, kind of the youth. Oh, kind okay. of, But it wasn't like anywhere near. It, it was it was sketchy. Okay, you know? okay. Um on a Friday night. So that yes. was, that was, that was, you know, a, a big step up. Yes. Uh, so he went away for the weekend and he said, you know, Simon, teach whatever you want to teach. Yeah. Um, and so I did. Okay. And it wasn't disastrous. It wasn't disastrous. And actually, you know, um, my, oh, it wasn't good either. No. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't think so. I'm, you know, I'm, I tend to be my, my worst critic. Sure. And, um, my my dad came along. Yes, my dad's a believer. Okay, and um, he's he didn't t- say to me, but he said to my mum that he wished he could preach like that when he was my age. Oh, and so I was like, well, that's yeah. you know, that's I'm okay with that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, so that was your first one, and you've you've preached many since then. Yes, at least at least seventeen years, probably more. Yeah. Um, and how have you, I guess, grown as a teacher or preacher since then? Uh, I think the biggest challenge I've faced. For myself, is that um, that you know that critical kind of self-evaluative kind of not being too hard on yourself, letting the word of God do what it's going to do, yeah. not looking for instant results, yeah. um, not looking, yeah, expecting that God's going to use it. Yes. And I think you, there is that kind of balance, isn't it, between expecting God to do what He's going to do in His Word because He's promised He's going to do it, yeah. and and recognizing that change is normally slow Mm, and response is normally slow. Right, right. And um, I think over the years I've been guilty of probably beating myself up a little bit too much where I have thought this is the sermon to bring revival to the UK Mm. and, you know, Six of the families are on holiday. My kids are sick, and so my wife's at home. You know, worship leaders. You know, you know, sick, yeah, and then yeah. you know the building doesn't get open until late, and all of a sudden you're like, well, um, maybe that wasn't. But yeah. then what maybe you did, Satan, Satan did win this time. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And so you know, so that kind of being uh, fairly um, overly self-critical. Yeah, and the sin, which you know, I look back at absolutely the sin of be, of thinking that my preaching 
is going to trump the word of God. It's going to be through my preaching, not through the word of God in in, in, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so... um, So it's not the word that's the power. It's your communication of the word. Correct. And my eloquence and um, my new perspective Mm. and the illustrations that I've been able to, Mm. you know, and all that. that, And I think, you know, it's, it's helpful to have illustrations. It's helpful to be, you know, obviously coherent and clear and concise, which I'm not, by the mm. way, never concise. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I've what I've struggled with that balance, um, having limited time to prepare mm. versus wanting to prepare well, but not over prepare so that I become proud. Okay. So that's a heart issue of mine. Yes. Yes. Know? Okay. Um, trusting that the, the word of God is sufficient. Okay. Yes. So that's something you've, you've, you've grown in and sounds like are continuing to grow in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So now I think my, you know, my, my prep is different and has become different over the years. So, you know, when you, uh, when you, you first start out, you, you are literally preparing for half of a week, if not more mm. to, to teach a 45 minute study. Mm. Um, and maybe it takes two or three weeks to, to teach that one. Oh, right. And then, you know, that, that sermon time goes down. Um, and then, um, so for, for the longest, my, my pattern of prep, and I'll tell you how it's changed over the years. Okay. My, my pattern of prep, um, was, um, Sunday morning, four o'clock Sunday morning, get up, study the text, then preach the text. Okay. Um, for the first time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. So, um, I, I like that because yes. um, I felt that it wasn't because I've been I was working full time. Okay, you know I, I was I was able to say um, that you know five or six hours on a Sunday morning, the kids are asleep, mm-hmm. my wife is asleep, yep. I've got the house to myself, yep. and it's just me and the Lord, and whatever He lays on my heart in those six hours is what I'm going to give to the people right. and trust God for that. Um, and then, um, I don't know whether it's just a matter of getting older, not able to do the four o'clock in the mornings all the way through to, you know, the end of the day, Sunday, especially when we have Sunday evening as well, sometimes okay, that, okay. you know, prep for that. So, um, you know, so over the years that's, that's gone to a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, and I think there's. The change in that has also meant that I've been able to go a little bit deeper for myself. Now, how I'm changing that again is that right now I'm trying to teach without notes. Are you? Just to keep things more difficult or, to, or, or, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah, sorry. That's an un, unwarranted slight. So forgive me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, the, the issue is, is that I would never do that if I was teaching something like Romans or, you know, Second Peter. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm teaching Exodus. Hmm. Uh, so I've got some long narratives yeah. and um, I feel like I can take those long narratives, um, grapple with the main idea of the text and extrapolate what the main idea of the text is from the text without having to go, um, this is my first point, second point, third point, yeah. fourth point, and, yeah. and having to either remember that or refer to. So all I'm doing is teaching from the notes in my Bible. Okay. So whatever I can write in my Bible. Okay. Yeah. So the yeah. same kind of idea that you know I'd get up before and and teach whatever the Lord gives me in those six hours. This is whatever I can fit in the margins of my Bible. Okay. Um, 
and there, there was a couple of there was a couple of uh, reasons why I really wanted to do that in Exodus, of taking this broad theme of um, uh, Exodus, the God who is. Okay. So he's a self-revealing God, yeah. but he is also something. He is, you know, he is the keeper of promises. He is the keeper of covenants. He is the God who hears the cries. He comes down to visit yeah. his people. All yeah. of that. So we're taking one of those themes each each week. Yeah. The God who is. Um, so I can I can get that main theme and just kind of relate that main theme, but um, I teach long. Do you? Okay. And and I have struggled and struggled to teach. So I, I every week, every week without fail, I'm like I'm 45 minutes. I want to teach 45 minutes, and um, I've, I've you know I've read the books, I've read the manuals, you know, preaching, you know, uh, script out your sermon. Yes. That way, you know, you're only going to teach for however long. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't work. Okay. So um, I'm teaching an hour, hour and ten every week, and that's normal. Cool. My people are super patient. Are they? Yeah, I bet. Because uh, when I teach under, they're like, why was that so short? Really? So they're not like critical. They're not okay. like, oh, that's too long. Yeah. But for me, mm. I want to be able to say everything I want to say in 45 minutes and aim for 45. And so I, I was my, you know, in my mind, at least I, th- I thought if I teach without notes, at some point I'm going to run out of things to say. Okay. Clearly that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, okay. So the, the pe- your people like it. Yeah. What about your kids' ministry director? Uh, what about the Sunday school teachers? They're amazing. Oh, yeah, really? Um, even, was it last week, um, I taught for an hour and six. Wow. And the kids <clears throat> didn't come back in until we had finished the last song and were already on coffee. Yeah. So they study along with us. So, we're, you know, we've just done Exodus 5 and 6. They did Exodus 5 and 6. Our midweek life group meetings, they do Exodus 5 and 6. So we're, as a church, we're walking through this all together. Yeah. Um, and our kids' ministry people, guys are like, the, the, they're wonderful. Oh, fantastic. Oh, um, you're, you're a blessed man. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's fantastic. And, you know, I've, um, I've gotten an email from somebody. Somebody, like, wrote, wrote in to say, hey, you know, love the podcast. It's great to hear about these teachers and preachers and how they're able to, you know, study for, like, 45 hours per, on the message. <laughs> and that's nice. But he's saying, you know, but I'm, I'm bivocational and most of my peers are as well. And, uh, you know, could you try to seek out some people that don't have this like idyllic schedule where they're able to, to block out days upon days to prepare. And right. so, so what you're saying is your preparation starts on Saturday, ends on Sunday at 10 AM. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 uh, here's my, here's my big problem as well is that I'm, so I'm a high school teacher mm-hmm. So I, I have, you know, everybody mentions the holidays, right? Okay. So when I'm not in school, yeah, um, I'm full-time for the church. Then my issue is that if I sit down and study for any length, I'll, I'll take that whole time and study. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be mindful of my own. So I think it's a bit of a grace that God's given to me to, yeah. to actually limit my time because I will take all of that time mm-hmm. in, trying to, in trying to study. Um, one of the best things that ever... Um, uh, I think just was invented was um, the wide margin journaling Bible. Okay. Yes. Because I can work that into my schedule. Yeah. I'm looking for mine. It's in the other room. Yeah. yeah. I have one. Yeah. And then Crossway have just released a series of um, individual books. Oh, 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 those ones. Yes. Yes. So yes. they have the wide margin on one side and a blank page on the other. Yeah. And um, 
if you they, they uh, make one as well it's a whole bible like yes that. they do yeah. so it's like a page and then a blank page then yeah page, yeah and they're amazing because you know as you're going you can be jotting down what a text is saying yes. so you're not you're not relying on a block of time it's almost like a drip feed through the week mm. um now i'm still kind of grap- grappling with that because I, I personally don't necessarily like the idea of only studying the bible about what i'm going to teach sure i want something else to yeah. study um but certainly those those books and the journaling bible um are gold dust when it comes to having limited time okay yeah um so yeah really appreciate those yeah yeah well do you have any more advice about people that have like less time how do you how do you focus uh so i have a so my routine for study um is when so when i'm when i'm using notes um i've used uh brian chapel but certainly even when you are preaching without notes you are you are you writing down notes beforehand or are you just reading and thinking that's it no yeah so i have um i will go through the text highlight and jot ideas down yeah um the difficulty is when it comes to facts like places that you want to give some historical background sure. on. That's re- that's really tricky. Yeah. Um, but it's mainly uh, I've been uh, I've I've been through I've been through Exodus. So I started studying Exodus for this current series in um, where are we now? We're, we're that's May twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so it was May twenty eighth, August last year. We had uh, our Bible Institute, which is two or three days intensive on one book or theme. Okay. And so that was on Exodus. Had some guys come in, teach different themes yeah. um, through from Exodus and then intercanonically through the rest of the Old Testament and New Testament and where they would end up. And then um, so that, that started. So I started studying Exodus probably June, July last year, okay. ready to teach this year. Okay. So now I've started doing the same thing for Romans because I'm going to start teaching at Romans in January. Okay. So um, I'm. So what I'll do is um, I'll go for a book. And my my thing is is um, blue highlight. This is just I, I don't know. I mean maybe I should have been a geography teacher or something. But blue highlight is um, everything that is related to the theme of the book. Okay. Green highlight is everything that's related to the section. Yes. Yellow and pink is everything that is just for me. That's good. That's just good. <laughs> okay, I yeah. just want to highlight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the yellow and pink stuff really makes it into a Sunday morning. Mm, okay. Because <clears throat> I just feel like that's for me. Yeah. Um, Sometimes some of the stuff I want to share, but most of most of the time it's just it's just for me. Um, and so then I'll take. Um, I think it's Brian Chapel's. Um, kind of fallen condition focus sure. yes, and then the uh, preposition statement and um, kind of highlight that under, you know, make sure I've, I've got that down. Right. right. And I feel like if I, if I can get that down, then everything after that is just explaining what the text says in that context. Um, and that's all I do. And so um, I don't spend a huge many hours now um, studying Okay. Um, I have my Logos Bible software, which I love. Yes. Um, 
And I have my... You I don't know, really understand it. I have it, but I don't really understand it. You and me both. I, it's a fancy copy and paste. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what I use it for most of all is that, yeah, you can type it in yeah. and copy and paste yeah. it really quick. And it's like, this is several, and you have it on several your, hundred euro. Yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> I have it on my, my phone. Okay. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm you know, walking or I'm taking a break, yeah. um, I can highlight stuff and then it just syncs back to my computer, which is which is nice. Oh, that's handy. Um, you can download your, your books and any commentaries that you want. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm doing all of that as I go, okay. but the, the bulk, um, study now is done, um, really on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. and then I'll finish anything Sunday morning. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Sunday morning, 4am. It's, it's like the most special time of the yeah. week, I think. So, so we're on the same time zone. Yeah. So we're like, sure. oh, we should text each other. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you probably don't want the focus. You probably <laughs> want to focus. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I have an earlier day where I get the bulk of my study done and then I try to kind of leave it for a few days and mm-hmm. then, and then pick it up almost fresh on, um, Sunday morning at four. So it's, it's, it's quite scattered and it might just be, you know, seven, eight pages of just of just text on the computer. And then from those hours, I kind of pray through it, think through it, finalize it, write the, the introduction and the, the conclusion at that point. Hmm. Um, yeah. Print the notes. The printer doesn't work. Panic. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it, it, it's yeah. quite the narrow margin, isn't it? When it's, when it is yeah, Sunday it is, morning really and the sun comes up yep. and it's like, Oh, isn't that, isn't that nice? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sunday's coming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I went through a phase. I don't know if you, you've done this. I went through a phase of printing my notes mm-hmm. and then, um, literally going to another room where there was nothing, no PC is just a you know kitchen table and then scrolling my notes and then going back to my computer. What do you mean scrolling? Like, um, Draw, uh, writing over, crossing stuff out, okay. arrows back, sure. and editing it down so I can compact stuff hmm. because I'm typing as I'm thinking. Yes, yeah. And I yeah, want to yeah. get rid of anything that's superfluous. Yes, that's right, yeah. And I find like, oh, I've repeated myself there or um, that has actually better fit, fit it up, up here. Um, so, you know, I went through this process of, of printing my notes out, then sc- scrolling over them, typing them back up. Okay. Um, and then I use, um, Dropbox and my iPad. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't print my notes out for teaching mm. when I was using notes. I don't print, te- uh, I just put them on my, my iPad. Okay. Um, and I've only had two or three times where that technology has let me down. Okay. And, it, and, and it's let me down big time when it has let me down. Yeah. Um, like I've had to, um, uh, go home and re-upload my study yeah you know i only live five minutes around around the corner so sure. that, that works yeah. but sometimes you me, know, me I've, too but i've, I've, I've <laughs> run yeah I, i've you know locked the computer before it's uploaded to, to dropbox oh yeah before it's synced yeah yeah and so yeah. there's nothing there um or you know and did you discover this like after the set of worship and as uh, you're about to step up no for you know I, I actually that time um the first time i i found it as i was um praying before service okay. okay and it was kind of like you know that that um lump in the throat moment where yeah. you're like oh my goodness yes. and yes. it's always you know the potentially the most difficult text yeah the one that you probably the, the you feel like the most underprepared for yeah it's got some kind of nuance in there that you really have to explain um because it, it you know 
And you've got this killer quote that really (laughs) unlocks everything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Well, I had the analog version of that this past Sunday where, you know, I I print my notes still and I have them on a clipboard and I I dropped my son off to Sunday school. And then I I walked down, I chatted to some people and then I, you know, sat down and then I got up and then I realized I don't know where my notes are. So to trace everything and to go back into Sunday school, my my son's one and a half and he sees me and starts crying because, you know, and I'm looking for my notes. (laughs) And, uh, and then I just, I placed them somewhere on that journey but i was like you know checking the bathroom again and everything yeah yeah but but yeah found it but it's a panicky feeling when it's like services the call to worship is like in four minutes yeah 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 i mean um and you can preach without notes but i can't no see see i i i would struggle if i found out halfway through my notes weren't there right like um joel turner uh yeah canadian guy yeah yes um so he was preaching um over here in, in in cornwall and at the festival, mm-hmm. at the Creation Fest mm-hmm. festival, and uh, he 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 told me he got up on stage, opened his iPad, and the first part of his notes were there. So he's just preaching, oh, yeah, okay. and then um, <laughs> the rest of it was wasn't there. Oh. And uh, he just had to he had, he had literally he was just you know he was making up. Now he was a former comedian, so he had kind of the stage presence to pull that off. Yes, I, I would have um, been praying for a hole in the ground to just swallow me up. Did that happen at? Creation Fest at Creation Fest. Oh, because that's like a that's on a big crowd. Stage. That's a big crowd. Yeah. yeah, I mean there was a couple of thousand that, that gets, people that there. That goes on to um that TV live show stream, as well. Yeah, got TV, the yeah. whole thing. Yep, yep. Now oh. I didn't notice. Right now they either tell well you know he he's a great communicator. Sure. And so um, whatever he was communicating impacted a lot of people anyway. Maybe you know that's the Lord just used that anyway. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So um, I think sometimes we can. I I think I can have a overinflated view of my study time and my prep. Okay. And I think we should be studying. I think, you know, we should be good stewards. We yes. should, you know, we, we have to be. But at the same time, I think when those moments happen, that's when we really rely on the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. And um, I want to be, and this is kind of the season where I'm in. I want to, I want to, I want the word of God to be, going through me as much as i'm going through the word of god okay what, uh, what do you what does that mean like i wanted to incubate for a little while okay yeah you right. know um so i want to know i want to know what the text says for me before i, I know what it says for someone else mm. and and let it kind so of you want marinate. those like those kind of pink and yellow highlights yeah to be real in your heart before exactly. you go to the blue and green for everybody absolutely. else okay absolutely okay and i think that's important yeah um because i think you know the if 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 I struggle with some of the implications of the text and implications of how the gospel is working out from that text, yeah. um, you can bet there's other people who are going to be struggling with that too. Yeah. Um, and I think we should struggle. We should wrestle with it. Yeah. Um, we should live in that tension. Yeah. Well, I, I got a comment and then maybe a final question. Sure. Um, so the comment is just like you mentioned with, you know, with Joel and then yourself, you know, that when the notes disappear and then that's like, oh, we got to trust the Holy Spirit. I, is, is there a way we could just trust the Holy Spirit? with our notes or <laughs> is there a way yeah. that it doesn't have to be this and i'm this is obviously more for myself but like you know why is it the crisis is that's like oh well yeah holy spirit i really gotta lean on you for this one yeah and i think for me it's just that pride element mm. it's just that um you can do it with your notes and god ordains your notes absolutely the holy spirit is working through your prep time mm-hmm. um but i think there's sometimes that he will uh use moments not so that the word of God is more effective, but it's more effective in a different way for you as the preacher. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've probably taught too many sermons 
where I felt that it's the it's a scattering and it's a scattering onto stony ground. Right. And I want to be reminded that God is in that scattering and it's it's up to the seed and the soil as to how the seed is taken up by the soil, okay. not the sower. Right, yeah. And um, I just need to be reminded that actually it's the Lord that is sowing the seed. Uh, I can prep as much as I like. I can not have prep as much as I like because it's the other, you know, I can I can not prep and then come across arrogant mm. and yes. say, well, I've got this. Yes, yeah. Well, there's that, and so there's that balance. And so I'm only doing this for a season without notes because I just know my own heart will be kind of like, oh, you don't need to. Oh, I this. see. You yep. Know, yep. You don't Jan- need January is coming. <laughs> Romans 1. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's there's no way. There's no way I can do Romans yeah. without studying yeah. or without prep. Well, so the, the final question then. So you mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago about like the, the centrality of the gospel coming through. Yeah. Um, like, wh- what do you mean by that? And yeah. like, certainly you don't mean the gospel in Exodus, right? Yeah, for sure. What? So like, what? Um, tell us more. So look, so there's this, there's this, there's a strangest, strangest um, story in Exodus. Yeah. Where um, M- Moses is being called back to um, Egypt, and God says, "Go out and meet Aaron, your brother." And so he takes Zipporah and his kids, and he's walking. And the text says, "Yeah." that the Lord met Moses and sought to kill him. Yeah. Right? And he kind of like, what? Wait, how does... Yeah. Why is that even there? And so then it says, Sipporah took his son, Gershom, circumcised him, and if that's not enough, took the blood and wiped it on his feet. And then called him a a bridegroom of blood. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And so, um, why on earth? So... Uh, and of course, you know, that text is talking about the Lord met Moses and sought to kill Gershom rather than Moses. And that that covering of blood was that precursor to the covering of blood for the Passover and ultimately covering of blood for the cross. Okay. So you see these kind of types and shadows. Yes. But yes. The um, and I was just chatting with someone about this today. Yeah. Is that I mean, I don't know about you, but I was I was raised in church. Thinking and 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 I was led to you know I, I just came out believing that um, if you really want God to kind of accept you and approve you, well you have to be like David or you have to be like Daniel or you have to be you know and um, so you know you read the story of Daniel and the lions den right right and um, well you have to be you have to be strong and you have to pray three times a day yeah, and you have d- to be like Daniel be dare, like Daniel dare to be a Daniel exactly yes uh, and yet that's not what the Bible's saying. Um, the Bible is saying that even as an 80-year-old man, um, he could look back on his his history. And it wasn't about how faithful Daniel was. It was about how much faith he had in a faithful God mm. for all of those years. Wow. And that's that's the gospel. It, it's, it's about being, you know, theocentric. It's all about God first and then our response. Yeah. Not what we can do to get God's approval. And the, the great the great story is that we don't we don't gain God's approval. Jesus has gained his approval and he invites us in to walk in that. Yeah. And that's the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks. And 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 
I was being sarcastic, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Exodus, you know, uh, Exodus is wonderful because it's isn't 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 the gospel about this massive cosmic battle, if you like, between Satan and God, um, and uh, it's about um, you know uh, God's word versus Satan's word, which is the Garden of Eden, mm. how Satan deceived man, yeah, and um, you know. Uh, uh, God shows up in Exodus and says, um, I am that I am. This is my name. Thus says the Lord. And then all the way through, Pharaoh says, well, who is the Lord that I should serve him? Yeah. And God says, well, I am the Lord. And God says, thus saith the Lord. And Pharaoh says, thus says Pharaoh. Wow. And you've got this argument all yeah. the way through Exodus. Yeah. And it ends up in Matthew chapter four in the wilderness, Absolutely. potentially the same wilderness okay. that Jesus and Satan are in. And Satan goes, thus saith. And Jesus says, no, thus saith the Lord. Wow. And you've got this battle all the way through. Yeah. And so the whole thing, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't end at the cross. It ends at the empty tomb and then Jesus comes back. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that if you can lead people to that point, that's the goal of preaching. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's a lifting thing. I'm, I'm personally, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy right now. Yeah, like there's a exactly. smile on my face, just yeah. thinking through these connections and, and you know, I know the story, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'm just hearing it. I'm just like, yeah, praise the Lord, yeah, you know? And so why, why would we deny that to yes, our people? Absolutely. You know, why would we rob them from a chance to just like worship in on, on the spot in their seats, just hearing the good news, you know, and, you know, that the Israelites are going to go into is to the, um, uh, the, the wilderness, they're going to be tempted. They're going to fail again and again. Mm-hmm. But I know somebody in that wilderness who was yes. tempted again and again, but yet was faithful yeah. on your behalf. Yeah. You know, he crossed through the door, you know, all these things like it could just cause people to be so excited. But if all they get is, you know, you need to stop grumbling, just knock mm-hmm. it off, quit grumbling. Yeah. That's just another, another brick in the backpack. Yes, as yeah. Brian Chapel says. So, yeah. Well, hey, thanks so much for your time. Thanks I really appreciate me. this. And um, how can we listen to your teachings? Where, where are they? So Calvary Sutton, okay. which is short for Southampton, sure. calvarysutton.co.uk. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we have a podcast. Uh, you can just search for that on iTunes. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening all the way to the end. I really appreciated the forthrightness and the honesty in this conversation. Hopefully it encouraged and challenged you just like it did for me. So thanks again to Simon for his time. Um, Also, hey, let me know if you also are in the 4 a.m. Sunday morning club. Um, Like I said in the interview, I think it's one of the best times in the week. So if that's you, uh, shoot me a message on the Instagram page and we can send each other like sunrise shots or something. I don't know. So. In the conversation, Simon and I also both agreed on something else. We both agreed that, you know, that Logos is great software, but we don't really understand how to use it as much as we could or almost as we should, that we're barely scratching the surface as to what it could do. So on that, I'm excited to announce that at our upcoming training weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is February 20th and 21st, Um, We're actually going to have a rep from Lagos on site with us, and he's going to be giving a presentation on how to use Lagos software for sermon prep. Um, And so that's that's really exciting. And all those that are in attendance are going to be given a discount on selected Lagos packages. 
Um, so if you are waiting for one more good reason to sign up for the Las Vegas training weekend, well, there it is. And so you can do that at expositorscollective.com. It's got information about registration and costs, etc. And so you can just go there, you can click, you can get yourself signed in already. And, and this is true, somebody messaged us earlier this week asking if it's possible for them to sign up early for our next training event, which is going to be in Seattle in May. And so uh, Nick Cady um, worked behind the scenes and made it possible for him to sign up for the Seattle training weekend, May 8th and 9th. And so if you also like to plan ahead, and if you want to get your name in for the Seattle training weekends, well then please be our guests. ExpositorsCollective.com for Seattle in May and Las Vegas in February 2020. The Hawaii registration isn't open yet, but you know, your time will come, so you just be patient. Okay, anyway, I hope that um, I see you there. And even if I don't, I'll kind of see you next Tuesday for episode 74 of the podcast. So I hope that this episode, I hope that every episode, I hope that every training weekend, that all works together to help you in your personal study and your public proclamation of God's word. God bless you. Have a great week. Bye.